Father, we thank you this wonderful morning. We are grateful to you for the blessing and the goodness you have shown us and all the favors. We thank you for counting us among the living. Thank you for the opportunity to receive your word this morning. We have gathered unto you. We pray the Lord to speak to our hearts. Bless us and let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. This morning, I want to share with you the word of the Lord. And I believe that it's something that we must always be committed to. There is nothing that can make your life better than the word of God. So let your greatest desire be for the word of God. And if you are someone who of God, by the end of the day, your life will become much better. But if you refuse the word of God, refuse, I mean, correction, you refuse uh, instruction and all that, you will not end well. I pray that where you are will not be where you continue to be forever. One of the things that traveling does is that it exposes you to things about certain I pray where you are will not be where you will continue to remain forever. The Lord will expose you to things that you need to know that can help to move your life and your destiny forward. This year, many of you will travel in Jesus' name. You see, when declarations are made, you need to receive them with a good heart and believe God for them to manifest. You understand what I'm saying? I said, by the end of this year, many of you are traveling in the name of Jesus. You are not going to stay. You are going and you are coming back. Your traveling will be like you are going from here to a shaman. So you go to London. What is today? Sunday. You go to London this evening and you come back Tuesday. And um, it's normal. It's what? I decree over your life, traveling will become a normal thing for you. The Bible says, according to your faith, let you see, you, you better believe God than to believe what your situation tells you. Some of you don't even have passports. So when, when we say traveling, you are thinking of, of so many things. But if God says that he will change your life and you change your destiny, it doesn't matter where you are coming from, your background, whatever. He's a God who can do everything. But so with him, all things. I said by the end of this year, many of you are traveling in the name of Jesus. Receive it in the name of Jesus. I'm sharing with you this morning, it's still a month of constant fellowship. Why some are not committed to the church? I'll start from Puma Ref, some powerful scriptures for us from John 6, 53 through 69 and Hebrews chapter number 10 24 and 25 Jesus said to them most assuredly I say to you unless you eat flesh of the son of man drink his blood you have no life in you talking about the communion whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life and I will raise him up at the last day for my flesh is food indeed and my blood. So the communion that we eat here, don't take it for granted. He said, my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is also drink indeed. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. As a living father sent me, and I live because of the father, so he who feeds on me live because of me. 
This is the bread which came down from heaven. Not as your fathers ate manna and are dead. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the synagogue as he taught. And when I went to Israel, I saw a lot of synagogues. God is great. Huge synagogue. I mean, that the, um, the Muslims destroyed and all. Interestingly, do you know the, the, the Jewish temple where it is now? We went to the Wailing War or the Western War where all the Jews go. That is a temple that Solomon built. You remember, you remember, you remember in the Old Testament? Where David wanted to build a temple, the Lord said, your son Solomon will build. That temple, part of it was destroyed, but the foundation of the temple is still there. Yeah. And that is where the temple of the Jews, that's where Jesus used to go in Jerusalem to worship. When the Muslims conquered Palestine, they broke the entire church. Yeah. They broke everything, but it was left it only the foundation. So they destroyed the top and left with the foundation. And they have built mosques on it. Two mosques. The Alaska Mosque and the the Golden Dome. I mean, you you normally see it on television. And the dome is a a mosque. But on top of it is is a a dome like this and an ark like this made of gold from Lebanon. No, from uh, Jordan. King, King Hussein brought gold to decorate the, the dome. So when you, when you, when you are in, is, in Israel, especially in Jerusalem, when you see the, I mean, if you are praying towards the Western Wall, you see this mocks on sitting on the foundation of God's household. And they have used gold to decorate it. It's pure gold. Yeah. Sometimes you can see how the enemy even loved to get into the things of God. That where Christians go to worship, the enemy also want the same place for himself. This is he said that the synagogue as he taught in communion. For many of his disciples, when they heard this said, this is a hard teaching. Who can understand it? When Jesus knew his disciples, that his disciples complained about this, he said to them, does this offend you? When he's talking about eating my flesh and blood and all that. What then if you should see the Son of Man ascend where he was before? It is a spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The way that I speak to you are spirit and they are what? They are life. Listen to this. But these are some of you who do not believe. I mean, but there are some who do not believe. From the beginning, that they who did not believe and who would betray him. And he said, therefore, I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted to him by my father. From this time, many, this is where my emphasis is. From that moment on, many disciples went back and walked with him no more. Can we all read this together? I want to go. From that time, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. The enemy knows that the more you become committed to church, your eyes are open, you receive the word of the Lord, and he loses his grip over you. I'm telling you. His plans over your life exposes you to the plans of the enemy. You see, let me tell you this. This enemy that we are dealing with is very crafty. Very sly. 
And he will do everything possible to take you away from God and from his church. But I pray that you never give the enemy chance in your life in the name of Jesus. It's very surprising, very, very surprising that people were following Jesus, but they still left him. They left Jesus. Is that what it says? From that time, many, not, not few, many of his disciples went back and walked with him no more. They are going and they, no, 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 no. How can you follow the savior of the world and still leave him? How can you have a counter with the king of kings, the lord of laws? And because you are saying something you don't agree with, because of what you have said, I'm leaving your church, I'm not following you again. Listen to me, this is the work of the enemy. You must understand that. The devil's desire still remains the same. He's still looking for ways and means to take you away from Christ and to take you away from his church. From today, don't give the enemy the opportunity and the chance to take you away from God and his church. Tell the person, I will never give the enemy the opportunity. I'm telling you, that's the devil's desire. That you will never remain in church. You will not become committed to Christ. He wants you to live one day. But that one day will never come in the name of Jesus. I said that one day will never come in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, why some are not committed to the church? And sometimes even leave the church. I want to share about nine powerful things with you. Nine things that some people are not able to be committed or remain in the church. And sometimes they leave. The first thing that you can see is what we call indecision. The word indecision is the inability to make a decision quickly. Or you don't make up your mind quickly. And such people are double-minded. There are people in the church who have not decided. Others have decided to remain in the church. This is where I belong. This is where God has brought me. I am here forever. But there are others also who have still not decided, made up their minds that this is where I belong to. Their minds are double. According to, I mean, what James says in James 1 verse 8. He said, he is double-minded man, unstable in all his ways. So there are people in the church, one of the reasons why that people will leave the church because they have not decided yet. And it's dangerous to be in a church and you have still not decided, make up your mind whether you are going to belong or you are not going to be there. It's a dangerous thing. Interesting, you can never count such people as church members. And because you have not decided, you can always see that their commitment to church is on and off. Because they are not committed to it. And please, if you have not made up your mind or made up your mind to remain where God has placed you, it's, so, it, it's possible that you may not remain with God and in the church with, I mean, forever. I pray that every grace that you need to make the decision to remain where God has placed you be released upon you from today. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Please help me tell the person that you from today decide. Decide. Hallelujah. So when people have not decided, anything can happen to them. And when people have not even decided, it even affects their giving, their commitment to the church and all that. And let me tell you, one of the ways to know that people have not decided to be committed to the church, where you don't commit your money to, your heart is not there. Yeah. Where you don't commit your finances to, your heart is not in it. Let me tell you this. Whenever we are doing something here for God and you find it difficult to give towards it, and you know you can give, your heart is not in here. Whatever you don't commit, because the Bible says, wherever your treasure is, that is where your heart will also be. So where you find it difficult to put your treasure, your heart. Now help me ask the person, I say, is your heart here? So I can tell you whether your heart is here or not by your what? 
by your givings. Whenever you are giving, you are grumbling. You are doing something for God that you can give. You are talking in your heart. You are, you are I mean, from today, receive the grace to make a decision and to be committed to God and to his house in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. So whenever you are not decided, it becomes very difficult when it comes to some of these things. Amen. When you are not stable, you will not gain at the end. You must understand that. Judas was part of the twelve. But interest, he was not a stable man. <laughs> and Jesus knew that this guy is not going to be with me forever. And ultimately, he left the church of Jesus. Your story will never be like Judas in the name of Jesus. It came to a time when Jesus died and um, the apostles gathered. The Bible said, they were asking about Judas. And said, he has gone to where he came from. And they appointed somebody in his place. I pray that nobody will take your place in the house of God. I said, nobody will take your place. Nobody is taking your place. Because of your lack of indecision. When they met Jesus and the, the, the people left, when you continue to read, the Bible said, Jesus also asked the twelve, will you also go? And Peter stood out of nowhere and said, Lord, you have the words of it. Where do we have to go? We don't have anywhere to go. We belong to you and with you forever. Amen. I pray that that will be your decision and you're going to decide that forever. In the name of Jesus. We are with God forever and we are with God and his church forever. Nothing will take us from him in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. The second reason why people are not committed to church and sometimes eventually they leave is their character or their nature. Yeah. So sometimes you see people in church for some time, you don't see them again. Sometimes it's the person's character or the person's nature. There are people that is their character not to be committed to anything. And as a pastor, I've seen this several times. People, they are not committed to any is their character. They are not committed. So even in relationship, they are not committed to one relationship. They can be in one relationship, but they will, they will also be looking somewhere. Yeah. There are people like they are, that's their nature. They can't sit at one place for long. There are people like that. They move from one church to the other. Akobam. On Akobam is a, a cream for pain. And the car doesn't stay at one place for long. So the car will come and stop here and say, So after some few minutes, if nobody is coming, then they move on. So the person's like Akobam car doesn't stay at one place. Help me as a person. Are you Akobam? Or <laughs> who are you? Who are you? You yourself, who are you? Some of you sitting here, only God knows the number of churches you have been in. You have not even decided whether this one will be even your last stop or you are still preparing to leave. Mercy on you. I said, Mercy on you. Because that's how they are characterized. They can't stay with one thing, they can't stay with one man. They can't stay with one woman. They are in a relationship, but their eyes are still looking somewhere. They are not comfortable with where they are. May that power be broken over your life in the name of Jesus. You are going to be in that relationship forever in Jesus' name. You are going to be in that marriage forever in the name of Jesus. But then it will not be said about you that you marry this one. You divorce and marry another one. You divorce and marry another one. You divorce. No, 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 no
It's not a blessing. You see, you, the earlier you know it, the better for you. I'm saying this so that you come to yourself. And sometimes, some of you, we can't blame. It's not your fault. Nobody wants to. No, 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 no. But the point is, I'm saying so that you, 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 you get to know that some, you need to be very careful about certain things you do. I'm telling you. And believe God that that thing will be broken over. Sometimes it's an attack. That will be broken. You can be good to a man, but you realize it doesn't end well. So it's not, you're moving from one place to the other, one relation to the other. Sometimes it's not your fault. But you need to ask God to help you that that thing, because it doesn't give good testimonies about you. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Yeah. So there is a force. Don't fall, please. This is the work of the enemy. And that thing must be broken over our lives and over our destinies. In whatever does not make you to stay at one place and to sit at one place, I decree that that power and that bondage be broken over your life and your destiny. Glory to God. Amen. You will never repeat the mistakes of the past again. I pray that God will help us. Sometimes it's even you yourself, you can see that you are not stable to it with anything. You are eating food and your mind is on other food. Why is there food in front of you? No, sometimes we may take it for granted, but these are things that work against us. And it affects so many areas of your life. So many areas of your life. You may take it for granted, but it's affecting you negatively in so many ways. I'm telling you. Please watch it. We can't stay with one thing. It's good to progress in life. But the point is that there are certain things, certain places that God puts you that you are supposed to be there forever. Some changes are not good for you. Some changes are positive. Some are also negative. Believe God that you can stay with positive ones in the name of Jesus. Every negative, I mean, way that the enemy wants to bring on your path for you to know that you are making progress. I mean, sometimes there's a saying from uh, where I'm coming from. They said that, our If you fear divorcing, you will never get good marriage. I mean, if you fear divorce, I pray that your eyes will be on where you are. How can you be with Nanama and your eyes is looking at Jennifer and you move from there? See? Then it goes back. Hey! You're in the church in a relationship with someone and you are still looking. Every girl in the church wants to propose to the girl in the church. Hey! Are you going or you are coming? There are people that tell you who have three girlfriends in the church. It's a general statement I'm making. Oh, you don't know that? Yeah. Hey. <laughs> uh, if any guy comes to you in the church and asks you, I love you. I want to go out with you. As a person, how many have you told in the church? <laughs> how many ladies have you told in the church? Amen. Because you are not the first one. Oh. They have slept with them. And it's your turn. Yeah. And sometimes people are in the church, they, they, they are so foolish and they are so stupid. I mean, why do you cheat yourself like that? If a man tell, told you, I'll marry you. And all that they want to hear is, I'll marry you. If I'll marry you, anything can happen. From today will be the last day you ever cheat yourself for any man. Uh, are you here or you have gone home? Kabanada is a woman who suffers, oh. I'm telling you. I said today will be the last day you ever allow yourself to any man to take advantage of. Hey, we'll be asking him anymore. Look at my face. 
<laughs> Hallelujah. May God help us. That grace is coming upon us in the name of Jesus. Tell the person that nobody can take advantage of me again. Nobody. Hallelujah. Where do you belong? Where do you please decide before it's too late for you? I'm now it says, some of you we don't know whether you are church members or you are ordinary, you are just coming and going. We don't know your position. We don't know. We have been in the church for two years, three years, but we still we are not so sure of who you are in the church. Because you are not consistent. We don't know you well. We don't know you. So for sitting next, you are in church today, but the next time we see you is in the next two weeks. Sometimes the next one month. As a person, are you that type? Help me as a person. Are you often in church? Are you often? Are you often in church? But interesting, there are some of you who are members of this church. You work somewhere, and whenever they come, you may, they make sure they are always in church. What kind of people? What? These are the people God is looking for. And I pray that God will help us. In Jesus' name. Amen. The next thing that prevents people from becoming committed to the church and sometimes leave is familiarity. Yeah, familiarity. It means that you are too close to a thing. Such people have become familiar with the church and with the leaders of the church. And they think that they know everything about the leaders. Say they don't take things seriously. Hmm. That's why sometimes some pastors doesn't get too close to their church members. Because sometimes the pastors become too close to the members that they take the pastors and the church for granted. Oh! Too close! So they don't take the church seriously. And when they are too close to the leaders and to the pastor, they think that they are like them. Oh, it doesn't matter. And sometimes if you don't take care, you can be close to a thing. And when, the more you are close to you, you take things for granted. And when things are too close, you don't even take them seriously. Familiarity. They are too close. They are so close. Oh, yeah, well, yeah, praises. Oh, normal praises. Oh, time and I bought eight. Oh, praises are. Oh, that's what they said. Yeah, because I said normal time. We oh, I do praises time. I do preaching time. Oh, so there's preaching. Say normal preaching. Yeah. You are taking preaching normal. You are taking church attendance as normal because you are too familiar. You have become familiar with the thing. Familiar with. Some of you, when you are even singing praises, you don't sing. When we are dancing, you don't dance. You have, you have taken everything of the church too familiar. You are familiar with God. You are familiar with praises. You are familiar with worship. You are familiar with preaching. So if it is during preaching time that you sleep, you are too familiar with the word of God. But please listen to me. If you become too familiar with God and his church, you can never stay for long. Yeah. From today, every familiarity that is breeding in your life, that is making you to take the church as normal, taking God as normal, may that thing be broken over your life in the name of Jesus. Refuse to take the church as a normal thing. Please listen to me. When we come together, you see, we may be doing things normally, but don't forget, the Spirit of God is working within and amongst us. We may do the praises as a normal prayer. The praises may not even go the way you expect it to go. But please don't forget the spirit of God is here. The power of God is here. And he's touching people and healing and ministering to people. So don't make the church become so familiar with you. Don't let the pastors become too familiar. Yeah. Because you have seen the pastor taking big blows and you come to church. <laughs> and he said, come. Come here. Receive. <laughs> 
Lift the hand as if you receive the power. The moment he said you receive that, your mind goes to the. <laughs> Please, <laughs> so many a time, the pastors try to keep themselves very far so that you don't know much about them. Because the moment you get too close, you take things for what? For, don't forget, it is God Mano. He's a man, but there is a God in the person. A man. I pray that you never take things for granted in the church again from today. Oh, in, are, are you here? You have gone home. You will never take the things of God and the church and the leaders for granted in the name of Jesus. You may know things about the pastor, about the marital issues, about financial issues, and all, but still don't take it for granted. There is something that that person, that woman, that man carries for you. But because you have taken it for granted, he jokes with you. They laugh with you. They smile with you. Say, hey, 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 Pastor K. Hey. 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 Those are the back there. Don't allow proximity or familiarity breeds contempt in your relationship with God and the church. Yeah. So some people become, become so too close and too used to that. They are too used to it. Oh, no more praises. No more worship. So, please, you are robbing yourself a blessing. I pray that from today you will never become too familiar in the name of Jesus. I said in the name of Jesus. The fourth reason why people are not able to remain in the church and sometimes even leave is because of pride. Pride simply means exalting yourself above others. Such people think that they know better. You see, people will not be able to remain in the church for long because of their pride and their arrogance. They are not able, to, they are not ready to humble themselves to take instructions to listen to anything. They are not ready for it. They cannot be corrected, they cannot be talked. There are people that who did something wrong and we rebuke them. They left the church, they didn't come. You can't correct them, you can't advise them. They think they are always right. They think that is pride. Yeah. And it, business is not a good thing, no. it will not help you. Jesus said, anyone who wants to follow me must become like a child, like a baby. One of the places that when you come, you must learn to humble yourself is in the church. Because when you come, you can't be asked to do anything. You, you can, if, you, you, if you want to sit on this chair, and you come and an usher tells you, please, you can't sit here. You must learn to humble yourself and to listen to what an usher is telling you. But your pride and my pride will never allow us. This is where I want to sit. You can't stop me. This is my seat. I'm here and I'm here forever. I'm mean, telling you. You cannot be, I mean, instructed. You cannot be directed to do anything. Whenever you operate in pride, you can never remain at a place for long. Many of you, or some of us, sometimes you can see that where you are working with, many, you have changed jobs many times. Not because it's not a good place, but sometimes your arrogance and your pride is not allowing you to remain there. Nobody can talk to you. You, you, are, not, you are not submissive. No. Pride. And pride will never even make you to remain in, even in marriage. Marriage. Because of your pride. You are very domineering. You are very controlling. You cannot be corrected. You cannot be talked to. A woman who cannot be advised. A man who cannot listen to the, anybody. You don't listen to. You are too full. You are too full of yourself. Therefore, you can never remain anywhere forever. I'm telling you. So it's from the house. It has come into the church and it's just moving on like that. But I pray that any form of pride and arrogance that we find in ourselves, from myself to everybody, all the branches, may the Spirit of God burn and quench out every spirit of pride in us. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God.
I said, glory to God. Give me the scripture, Proverbs 10, 18. The character and nature, the scripture, please uh, forgive me. It's First Peter 5, 8. And familiarity is Mark chapter number 8, the verse 31, where Peter rebuked Jesus. Hey, how can you rebuke your master like that? How can you talk against your pastor? Yeah, familiarity. Pride. Proverbs 10, 18. He said, whoever hides hatred has lying lips. And whoever spreads slander is a fool. Proverbs 29, verse 23. A man's pride will bring him where? Will bring him low, but the humble in spirit will retain on. A man's pride. A man's what? Some are very disrespectful. Very disrespectful authority. Please listen to me. If you don't deal with pride, it's very difficult for you to be able to move on in life. Learn to come down. Learn to come. Don't be full of yourself. It's not a blessing. It's it's not a blessing in any way at all. Learn to work on your pride. Ask God, Lord, help me to come down. Help me to humble myself. Help me to lower myself. We are not better than anybody. We are just who we are, just by the grace of God. Amen. May God help us to overcome every pride in our lives in Jesus' name. So people cannot stay in the church for long, sometimes because of their pride. Somebody had an issue with someone, and finally I told the person, please, you are wrong. Apologize to this person. The person didn't want to do that. The moment I forced the person to do the person apologized and did not come into the church again. The person didn't come to church. He did not come to church again. He stopped the church. I mean, he finds it difficult to accept his mistake. I'm, I'm wrong. Help me ask the person, do you find it difficult to accept your mistakes? Yeah. The that when they are wrong and you are even corrected, they always try to defend themselves. Always defending yourself. What kind of life is that? You don't do well. I'm telling you. And pride will never allow you to stay in one place. It will always be making you to move. Do you know the devil is very arrogant and proud? That's why he can't stay at one place. Arrogant people and proud people doesn't stay at one place. First Peter 5.8 May God help us. One day I was dealing with a lady. And when I saw the attitude of the lady, way back in Kumasi, and I said, where is your mother? He said, she's there. I said, is she with your father? He said, oh no. Ah, how can my mother be with my father? And when you listen to the lady and the, the things she was bringing out, you could see exactly what has been transferred to her. It's very, it's very interesting. Very interesting. So, wow. The same arrogance. They, they don't respect any man. No respect for any man. No respect. And I told her, learn to respect men. I said, how many men have you dated? Oh, please, I can't count. I said, count them. I'm, this is lady, I'm telling you. Somewhere at the verge of marriage. At the verge of what? It didn't work because arrogance. A man say, "Hey, you say, hey, hey. you can't come down. You can't come down." Hey, pride will never rob you of your place of destiny. I said, pride will, will never rob you of your place of breakthroughs and where God has placed you in the name of Jesus. Receive the grace to become humble in the name of Jesus. Number five. The fifth reason why people are not committed to church and sometimes leave the church is because of offenses. Because of what? 
Offenses. Matthew chapter number 11 verse 6. Because of offenses. Hmm. And blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Offenses are one of the reasons why people leave church and people are not even committed to church. People can easily take offense and become lukewarm and even sometimes leave the church. If you don't take care, offenses can take you away from God and where God has placed you. Somebody has hurt me. Somebody has not treated me well. Please understand. I want everybody to understand here today. As far as you find yourself among people, you'll be offended. You will also offend somebody. How many of you have not offended somebody before? Let me see. You have not offended somebody. If you have offended people before, you must understand that you will also be what? Be offended. People will offend you. In the church, people will step on you. Even sometimes somebody will talk about negative about you. You see, don't forget the church is not only a place of holy people. We are mix and mix. I don't know if you know that you yourself, you, you are not too correct. Let me, let me put it out. I'm starting, I'm, I start with myself. Oh, you are very correct, eh? Praise God. Wow. Tell the person I see you, I'm not too correct. Tell the person I'm not too correct. So when I offend you, take me like that. God is helping me. Tell the person, even as you see me now, I'm better now upon you. <laughs> it's even better now. It's even better. Now, if I compare first now, if I compare this one with the first, the early, now it's even better. Now it's even better. So take me like that. As we work on ourselves, for God to change us, for us to become better people. Please let's understand. Don't allow anybody's offense to make you to leave the church. Make up your mind. I will never allow anybody's offense, what somebody has said, the way somebody has treated me to make me to live where God has placed me. I am where God has placed me forever. Blessed are those who are not offended because of me. Yeah. Amen. So please understand. You'll be offended. you also offend somebody. And the best way that God wants all of us to know is that forgiveness is God's way and that's the best for all of us. When people offend you, what God is expecting you to do is to do what? Forgive them and move on. When you find difficult to be able to forgive, ask God for grace to forgive and move on with your work with God. But from today, decide I will never allow somebody's attitude, somebody's behavior. If you are going to go by people's offenses, some of us will not be standing here to preach. Okay? No. Because sometimes the people you are preaching to are the same who have offended you the most. I told you a pastor who was standing in church and was preaching, was cursing the church members. God will punish all of you one by one. The pastor, he was telling church members, ungrateful people. I can't even pay my children's school fees. Nobody has even come to me that yourself will take this to pay your children's school fees. Offend them. Pray that God will grace us. Help me tell the person once again to the person next to you. Your offenses will never take me away from the church. Your offenses. Please tell the person, I will never allow your offense. I will never allow what you do against me to take me away from God's house. Tell the person, I am here and I'm here forever. Yeah. Hey, if we are doing wedding, nobody comes. If you are doing uh, engagement, nobody comes. If you are having fun, nobody comes. 
I'm not allow who you are. Your own, I'll come to prove to you that I'm matured and I have sense than you. That is maturity. Jesus said that when you greet those who greet you, what reward would you have? Let me tell you, the Christian life, and I work with God, what makes you a genuine Christian is to do for people what they have not done for you. What they are. That makes you a Christian. I'm telling you, that's the, that's the only difference between us and unbelievers. He said, even the pagans love those who love them. What makes you a Christian and makes you different from other people is to love those who hate you. Is to greet those who have refused to greet you. Is to show love to those who have refused to show love to you. That's, that makes you a Christian. Please listen, that makes you a Christian. If I have a funeral and he did not attend, when is your turn? Ah! A year later, no, 120 years. A year Next two weeks, I'll be there. But you, and you, you know how guilty your, your, your decision will tell you. You didn't attend my own, but I'm attending your own. I want you to know that I love you. I don't love you because you came to my phone or I came to my whatever. Don't allow anybody's offense to make you bitter, to make you wicked, to make you ungrateful. Don't allow anybody's situation like that. Don't allow. Don't allow. Because sometimes people can hurt you. People can offend you. People can hurt you. But I've made up my mind. I'll not allow anybody's offense to hurt me. No, 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 no. No, I've made up my mind. And where I find it, I've grace from God. I don't like what somebody talks, somebody. Sometimes you hear negative comments. I pray that God will give you the grace that people's offenses and people's attitude and behavior will never take you away from where God has placed you. Believe God to have a genuine spirit and a genuine heart towards people. The people who have offended you, receive the grace to forgive and to love them the more. Receive that grace in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. So if you're having an issue with anybody here, as soon as you close, go to the person. Please, let body love prevail. I've forgiven you. I've forgiven you. As a person, have I offended you in any way? Have I offended you? Sometimes you may have offended people, but you don't know. As a person, have I offended you in any way? Please forgive me. For the sake of the love of God, forgive me. Forgive me. Let, tell the person, let brotherly love, let brotherly love prevail. From today, whatever you do against me, I have forgiven you in advance. I have forgiven you in advance. Amen. I have forgiven you. That's the best way. That's the best way. Don't allow offenses. Blessed is he who is not offended because of me. Even Christ can be an offense for you. People, so people have, I mean, you can give so many reasons. You can be offended in God. People can be angry at God because God has not answered their prayer. A lady told me, Pastor, I'm there's use, it is useless to pray. No, yeah. My wife was away. Useless. You, it's useless to pray. Because the, the, the aunties, it was an auntie's daughter, who was sick, dying. I think she, had, she was SS. And the way they loved the girl. Praying, praying, faster than praying, and the girl still died. So, Bible boy, you useless. And she was offended in God. Yeah. I told you a story about one, a friend of mine who wanted to go to London. Could you... And we went for, I mean, we prayed, we fasted and prayed. Went to British Embassy. <laughs> I'm talking about offense. Blessed are those who are not offended. Went to the British Embassy and uh, we're so excited because, because he, just, he, said, he told me to join him all the way from Kumasi. We came to Accra. Went to British Embassy because my friend is going to London. And when he goes, maybe God will help me. I also follow. So we prayed. Went there. Took car at dawn around 12 a.m. Arrived. 
here around 5 a.m. or whatever. We went straight to British Embassy. That's why it was close to the police headquarters and all that. So we went there. Hey! So he entered. We stood there. Sometimes you use uh, blocks to make a space for yourself because it's long queue. Waited and waited. So he went in. And when he was coming, he was laughing. I said, Kojo, God has blessed us. Did you get a visa? He didn't mind me. Hey, he passed me. <laughs> he didn't mind me. I said, aha. So I followed. I said, Kojo, did you get a visa? Then he stood. And he opened the leg like this. He said, Nicholas. God has disappointed me. <laughs> How many of you feel that sometimes you are disappointed by God has disappointed you? If you don't take it, you take offense. Oh. Yeah. So if that's why your church attendance becomes some wood because you think that what you are looking I'm coming to that briefly. Don't be offended. Amen. Number six. Reasons why people are not committed to the church and sometimes they leave. Wrong expectations. Wrong expectations. Listen to me. Bible said the expectations of the word righteous. But sometimes our expectations are not in line with what God has for us. One of the things that you must pray for that God will help you to know what he has for you. Not what you want. Many a times we have wrong expectations and when the expectations are not met we end up leaving God and leaving the church. Yeah. The people of Israel said, we wanted it, uh, what? We have been eating this thing for so long. We want meat to eat. They forced and forced and God gave them the meat. The meat God gave them became their death. Some of you, what you are looking, many, many people come in, into the church with different expectations and different desires and different mindsets. Some come to church because of marriage. They are in church because of marriage. I told you a story, that story before about the lady who joined the church and uh, I was not seeing her. I said, please, why are you not coming to church? Oh, pastor, there's nothing. Where, and asked, I went, please, why are you not coming? And one day he said, please, let me tell you the truth. When I came to the church, I didn't find my size in the church. The men were small, 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 small boys. She came for marriage, but when you zoom the men. <laughs> Help me as a person, what are your expectations in the church? What are your expectations? Help me as a person, why are you in church? Why are you in church? Some because of marriage, because of job, because of health issues, because of so many things. But please listen to me. When you come to church or come into church, your motive and your mind should not be for what you are looking for. Your motive should be you are coming to serve God and out of your service for God, he meets you at the point of your need. Matthew says that seek ye first the kingdom of God and his what? Righteousness and all other things. That's it. And many a time, God will test your commitment to him and to his church. Where's Adam? She was with me for over almost 10 years before the Lord began to give her children. Pastor Victor at the Santor branch. How many years? Four years. And as for her and the wife, the complaint was too much. Four years. And I said, I'm going to deliver. Yeah. Don't time God. I said, don't time God. Let God time your life. This year, I have, to, I have to marry. Lord, if you don't make by tender, by fire, it will fire you. And it will tender you and you see. Wrong expectations. 
If God had allowed me to travel so many years ago, I would have been slaughtered by now. I would have been a um, maybe it's like I married about ten or sixteen. Oh yeah, my children will be about twenty-eight. A backslider, maybe I would have been a smoker, a drunkard. The devil was after us, oh. I'm telling you. Wrong expectation. I have to travel. I did everything, but God said, You're not traveling. But it has listen to me. May your expectations be aligned with God's expectations for you. So that your life will not be disappointed. So when you come to church, please let your focus. I'm coming to serve God and God will change my life and my destiny. You will never fail in life. I said you will never fail in life. You will never be disappointed in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. I said glory to God. So don't have wrong expectations. Some of you that God is delaying certain things for you small. It's not that God is delaying, but just that God, God knows that where you are now, certain things must hold on. Before you come to certain places, certain level. So if you the way God wants you to travel right now, you will travel. You, you, will, you will backslide. You will say there is no God. Yeah, I'm telling you. God has good plans for you, but wait. Let him do what he wants to do with your life. Some of you are traveling this year. I said, your travel is where? So for your marriage is this year. So for your children are coming this year. But some of you that God is waiting small. So that you work on yourself. Because if he gives you the marriage now, he knows that you go and slap the man. He said, no, 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 no. So he'll be changing them from one man to the other, one woman to the other. God is waiting on you. I pray that you find yourself at the right place that God has ordained for your life in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. In closing, wrong expectations. John 6, 25 to 27. Let's read that scripture. And when they had found him, that was Jesus, on the other side of the people were looking for Jesus. And when they found him, they said to him, Teacher, when did you come here? Ah, Jesus. Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly I say to you, you seek me, not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Hallelujah. The people follow Jesus because of the food they are looking for. Don't follow him because of what you want to eat. What God has for you is bigger than what you are looking for. Now I'm telling you, if all your life you are looking for marriage because you are in, that's why you are in church, you have narrowed yourself. You have reduced. If all that you are looking for is child, you have narrowed. No, no, no. What God has for you is more than a child. It's bigger. Bigger. It is mega. Great. If all that you are looking for is troubling, you have narrowed yourself. You have limited God in your life. Glory to God. Number seven. Why people are not committed to God I mean, and to the church? Because of worldliness. Because of what? Second Timothy 4, 9 to 10. And Numbers 11, 1 to 6. Let me finish. Because of time. Because of worldliness. Second Timothy 4, 9 and 10. Be diligent to come to me quickly. Verse 10. For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this way, present world, and has departed for Thessalonica, Crescens for Galatia, Titus for Dalmatia. The problem was with Titus. Titus have left me. He was in the church with me, but he has left the church because he loved the world. People of God, if you are a Christian and you love the world, 
you will not be in church forever. Numbers chapter number 11, verse 1 to 6. Listen to this. Now, when the people complained, it displeased the Lord. For the Lord heard it, and his anger was aroused. So the fire of the Lord burned among them and consumed some in the outskirts of the camp. Then the people cried to Moses, and when Moses prayed to the Lord, the fire was quenched. So he called the name of the place Tabera, because the fire of the Lord had burned among them. Now the mixed multitude who were among them yielded to intense cravings. So the children of Israel also wept again and said, Who will give us meat to eat? You see, let me tell you this. In your journey of life, don't add certain people into your life. One of the reasons why the people of Israel couldn't get to the promised land is the mixed people they added them. Not all the people who left Egypt were Israelites. Not all of them were Jews. Some people from Egypt also joined them. And please don't forget it. In your journey with God, it's not everybody who can help you to get to your destination. In your work with God, it's not every character, every behavior that can help you to get to where God wants you to be. There are certain characters, certain behaviors, you must drop them. It was the same people who, did, who, were, who were craving. And the Israelites also followed. We remember the fish which we ate freely in Egypt. The cucumbers, the melons, the watermelons, the leeks, the onions, and the garlic. Verse 6. But now our whole being is dried up. Hey. Hmm. But you are dying in Egypt, so you call God to help you. There is nothing at all except this manna before our eyes. Listen to this. God brought them out of Egypt, but Egypt was still in them. Always wanted to go back to where they came from. Many of you, God has brought you from the world, but you can know that the world is still in you. You still love the things of the world. You still love the worldly songs. You still love the way you used to have sex. You still love it. Your body can't stay. Your body is doing something. You still love the alcohol. You st- so if you said you, you have given your life to Christ, but the way you, 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 you are still drinking, you are still smoking, you do them in secret. Yeah. The world is still in you. Come to me quickly because Demas has forsaken me because he loved this place. Listen to me. If you love the world, listen to me, you can never be stable and be committed to God and his house. You will never last in the church. One day, one day, one day, we will not see you again. It's not your fault because you do not allow God to work on you. You still love the world. You still cheat. You still lie. But in a day, what I'm trying to say is that you shouldn't find yourself at where you used to be. When you give your life to Christ, your life and your work with God must be making what? Progress. You must be improving. If you gave your life to Christ last month, and even if you are drinking, you couldn't stop. You are drinking, I mean, 10 bottles, and you couldn't stop. At least by now, you should be one. Because by next week, you are stopping. I hear you have gone home. My son, we say we are in God, but the things we do are even now becoming worse. Worldliness will take you away from God. May God help us. I said, may God help us. I see that grace coming upon us to help in the name of Jesus. May God deliver us from every worldliness in us. How many of you love the world? You know that you love the world. You love... Oh, don't feel shy. You know you love it. You do what you say. You love it. 
you love disco. You love it. You love I mean, if you know you love alcohol, you love it. Hey, holy people, Yeah. May God help us. I said, May God help us. I pray that nothing of the world will take away from God in Jesus' name. The last of it, the last of it is satanic hindrances. Luke twenty two, thirty one and thirty three. Satan's greatest desire is to get you away from the church. Yeah. He doesn't want you to be committed to God and his house. So he will do everything possible. When you are coming to church, the enemy is not happy. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, indeed, Satan has asked for you that he may sit you as what? But I have prayed for you. People of God, the enemy's desire is to take you away from God and his church. When it's time for church, you're in the house and you are swimming on your bed and you are somewhere, the devil becomes very happy. Hmm. But I pray that the enemy will never have his way in your life again. Today will be the last time the enemy will stop you from coming to church in the name of Jesus. He will not be able to put hindrances and obstacles on your way again in the name of Jesus. Glory to God. Can you please rise to your feet wherever you are? Glory to God. I said, glory to God. Hallelujah. Father, we pray that as our hands are joined together, we shall be established in your hands forever. Nothing will take us away from you. Bind us together as a church. Establish us in your house forever. Let our feet be rooted in you. Whatever will take us away from you, be cursed from today in the name of Jesus. Let us be established and be grounded in you and in your house forever. Let a spirit of commitment rest upon us. In the name of Jesus, help us to put you first in our lives. Help us to put you first in every area of our lives. In the name of Jesus. And let our lives become better as we serve you. And become committed to you. Blessed be your name forever. We honor you. In Jesus. Holy name. Amen. Amen.